Lady and gentlemen, this podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, now over 2 million conservative members strong. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. And here we go. Bang, bang. Welcome, everybody, to the Four and the First Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Ewok King, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Brock Rodney. Brock, we got week seven in the books, and uh, we got a lot to get to. But first, how are you doing, buddy? I've uh, been better, buddy. Okay, been better. Okay. Listen, we're going to get right down to it in uh, this uh, special episode. You know, we, we talked about it last week. We plan on doing two episodes per week, a review episode of the week that was, and then a look forward to the week ahead. So this obviously is the review episode, but before we can get to reviewing, we got to introduce a, uh, a new segment. So there, uh, there's been a term that's been going around uh, within the SIFL, and uh, it's really a term of endearment more than anything. But uh, essentially, the term is GFY. And really, when, when you want to tell someone what you really think about them, you tell them GFY. Uh, Brock, do you want to tell the listeners what that means? Uh, Well, why don't we jump right into it? And I think they'll kind of get the hang of it pretty quickly here. So my first GFY of the week is going out to the New Orleans Saints. Now, you have the best running back in the league, Alvin Kamara. And he's got those initials after his name, RB. And he's the best in the league. They're driving down the field and – Kamara is getting 10-yard runs, and he's getting little swing passes for 20-yard gains, and he's just dinking and dunking all the way down the field. But when New Orleans gets down to the red zone, they like to do some stupid shit, like put in (laughs) Latavius Murray, uh, put in Taysom Hill. Maybe we're going to get cute and try to pass the ball instead of running Elvin Kamara. This is just like having an HR department at any business, okay? You got some people, they maybe look kind of cute. They maybe have like half a brain. So you kind of want to hire them, but you kind of don't trust them uh, to do any real work. So you hire an HR person. You say, hey, you know, go write some policies and procedures. Maybe hire somebody. But when it comes down to it, we don't really trust you to do the real work. So maybe just sit in your corner and smile. And that's exactly what the Saints have done to Alvin Kamara. They've turned him into the NFL's HR department. And I hate it. <laughs> New Orleans Saints, you can go fuck yourself. Wow. <laughs> All right. That was good. That was good. Listen, I have a GFY as well. Um, also, I should have noted for the listeners that uh, you may want to turn your volume down for this segment. I don't know if anybody uh, is listening to this with their, their children or a uh, significant other. Might want to turn the volume down a little bit on this. But uh, I have a GFY, and it, it's pretty much on a weekly basis. And uh, it's a specific team, a specific owner, and that is uh, Magic Mike. So Magic Mike, uh, his team, we all know who he is. And we know that he's referred to as the weasel. And every single week, 
he finds a way to just weasel his way into something that is going to benefit him either that week or down the road within the league. And this week was no different. So uh, to paint the picture for you, early Sunday games are going on. I get a text from Magic Mike basically crying to me about how, you know, he's down 80 points. It's not even worth looking at his lineup. And I knew from the minute that he sent that text message that it was a setup. It's the classic setup. He comes into the Sunday night games down over 30 fantasy points. And he's got two receivers left, right? He has Tyler Lockett and he has Allen Robinson. As, uh, as an individual in that same division as Magic Mike, I'm looking at it thinking, okay, I just got to have, uh, have those two kind of have a mediocre game, standard game. We're good to go. I'm up multiple victories in the division. Life is good. What happens? Tyler Lockett, three touchdowns, 200 yards. He scores over 30 fantasy points himself, basically handing Magic Mike the weasel the victory. So uh, I got a bit, I got to give a big GFY to uh, the weasel himself, Magic Mike. I love it. Uh, my next GFY is going to go out to a guy. So last week we dropped the first episode of this podcast and we knew it wasn't going to be great, but we got to start somewhere. We got to start making the SIFL great again. And after the first episode, we got some decent reviews. Guys said they liked it. I mean, the content's good. You know, maybe we could jazz it up, make the sound quality a little better, whatever. And we were put in contact with one of these fellers who uh, said, hey, I kind of know some stuff about uh, editing some IT stuff. <laughs> um, I got a buddy who knows some stuff, too. And he really talking himself up. And we said, hey, would you like to be the producer? And he said, definitely, I would love that. So we made the decision. We hired this guy, no pay, but we hired him as a producer. And within four hours, he thought we were demanding too much. And he quit without doing a single thing and lifting a single finger. Alex, the cat killer, go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right. I got another one as well. Uh, it, it's simple. It's, it's COVID-19. So, and the reason I say that is because we are heading into week eight of the NFL season and there is no better feeling than waking up or rather I should say going to bed on a Saturday night, knowing that you get to wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and there being a London football game, you crack that beer open, you, you know, you pour yourself that bloody Mary, you know, it's going to be a long day of football. I miss London football, essentially. I don't know why. They don't just have the Rams uh, play a game, a home game at eight o'clock in the morning, just to give us that feel again, because that stadium of theirs feels a lot like a, a soccer stadium. It would be something that Alex, the cat killer would be into, um, you know, just another excuse for him to go somewhere as opposed to actually producing a podcast or putting any work into, you know, something like that. Um, but really the, the moral of the story is I miss London football. We need an eight o'clock game. We need one of those Sundays where it's, uh, you know, essentially 16 straight hours of NFL football. And we don't have that this year. And it's all because of COVID-19, right? So I got a bit, you know, from myself, from the league, and really from everybody in general, I got to give a big GFY to uh, COVID-19. All right. Uh, my last GFY of the week is going to go out to a guy. Now, we all know these guys who, you know, they're kind of job hoppers. They've been all around. They claim they've been great at everything. Eh, chances are they've probably been average at everything. 
these same guys know everything about everything and they're going to tell you everything they know about everything. They never shut up. They have to validate themselves just by speaking. It's super annoying. And most of the time, these guys end up being frauds. Sometimes they steal very valuable fantasy games away from you. And I could go on forever about this, but my last GFY goes to military John. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, I figured that was common. Look, we are going to get into that. We will dive into your game uh, for sure. Uh, but I, I think this was a, a good new segment. Um, you know, there's also going to be t-shirts available for the league that's coming down the line. I, I could see a lot of GFY t-shirts being sold to the league. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping the listeners can pop into the chat and let us know what they think of this new segment. And maybe they have a GFY that they want to throw out for, you know, uh, next week as well. So that's a new segment. Hey, we're trying some new stuff, uh, trying to keep the listeners engaged and, uh, and we'll go from there. But with that being said, we got to hop into the rundown, right? We got to go through all of last week's matchups. Uh, we'll point out where we were right, where we were wrong in our own predictions. Um, and and just kind of go through each matchup and see really what uh, decided each victory. How about that? Let's go, buddy. Did you notice I said victory? So uh, maybe more to come on that. All right. <laughs> Here we go. So uh, first up, we got our own matchup for myself, the Ewok King and Mahomes, your home. Uh, when we take a look at this one, we, we had a lot of predictions going into the, into the game. My own prediction was that Kenny Drake would have at least two touching, uh, two rushing touchdowns. Um, didn't happen. He got injured, kind of opened the door for another player on my bench after a huge trade last week, which is Chase Edmonds. But the moral of the story here is Mahomes, your, your homes. Uh, it sounds like he's okay with being called midget pig. Uh, his team kind of sucks. <laughs> They're really going down the tubes. I mean, the last two weeks, they put up a combined 70 points. Uh, the first four to five weeks of the season, he was rolling. And I'm, you know, looking at his roster, it's hard to tell if they're really going to be able to, um, you know, sort of come back from this little downfall of theirs. Do you have any specific thoughts on this game or uh, the midget pig going forward? Uh, it's pretty amazing that he's just fallen off the cliff like this so hard. Um, again, I say this every week. This team is solely based off of how Patrick Mahomes plays, which 10 fantasy points this week, that's not enough to get you a win in the SIFL. So Mahomes underperformed. Chris Carson's a top 10 back. Not What did he get injured, I think, uh, Sunday night? I, I don't even know if the Ewok King was yep. awake to see that. Um, <laughs> hey, that. Hey, more to come on that. Great move by the Midget Pig picking up A.J. Dillon. Every piece of intel out there said he is going to be the lead back and Williams is going to be coming in for a change of pace guy and maybe a passing down guy. Um, turns out that wasn't true. A.J. Dillon was a huge bust this week. Um, you can't fault the midget pig for that because all the intel led you to A.J. Dillon. Uh, Mike Evans, great quarterback, great offense, underperformed. Uh, Debo Samuel got injured. Uh, he's going to go on IR. DJ Chark, he's been injured. So I, there's a lot of potential here. There's a lot of big-name guys, but they're just not all clicking. Um, I I don't think Midget Pig's bad, but he's a big question mark going forward. Agreed. Totally agreed. Uh, bad move on my part to start uh, Jared Goff over Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, 
obviously um, put up a ton of points, you know, 28 fantasy points, uh, as opposed to, I believe, Jared Goff's uh, around 18 or 20. Uh, hey, bad move by me, but that's kind of the price you pay. You can ask, uh, you can ask, uh, what's his name? I miss Saquon or his uh, nickname, Horny Jeff. You can ask him about putting the right or wrong players into a roster. Doesn't feel good at times, but that's kind of what separates good teams from bad teams, right? You know, I can survive one of those mismatches. He cannot. Nobody can fault you for not playing Burrow. Look, we all know one or two guys named Joe. Guys named Joe in general are real pieces <laughs> of shit. Uh, they, they, just, they don't work well. They don't work often. They don't work on time. Uh, so I would assume, you know, you're a gut guy. So before you got to the stats and let your head catch up, you probably just went with your gut. You read Jared, you read Joe, boom, gut says go Jared. You never trust a guy named Joe. And uh, again, wrong move, but we can't fault you for that. That's true. But one of the biggest mistakes in my life was going to Jared both uh, a few years ago and uh, this past week. Was that a few years ago? Did you go there to get your wife a ring? That was a, that was a ring joke. Um, you know, we could put maybe a, an applause sound effect in there for that one. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, it was average. Let's, well, let's move on. We'll, we'll ask the listeners. All right. Next up in the list of matchups that we have is the Cat Killers versus the Sandusky Ticklers. All right, taking a look at this one. Heading into the matchup, I had a very uh, specific prediction, and that was that the Buffalo Bills defense would score over 15 fantasy points. I may have even said 19 specifically, and then that would be more than Cat Killers and Ticklers quarterbacks' uh, points combined. I was right on half that. The Buffalo Bills did put up 19 fantasy points. However, uh, Matt Ryan putting up 17, Russell Wilson putting up 21. I also had predicted that it would go into Monday night with the Ticklers ahead and that he would have his heart broken in prime time once again. Again, sort of half right on that, right? Because we know that the Tickler was very active on Sunday night as he was watching the Seahawks versus the Arizona Cardinals. His game on the line and really his season on the line against a very, very weak uh, cat killer team can you maybe shed some light on the conversations that went on on Sunday night when uh, the Ticklers once again had their heart broke? There's nothing more that fantasy guys like than having specifically your game, but really any game uh, coming down to one or two guys that are playing a Sunday or Monday night primetime game. Uh, and the team that's behind has a guy and has got a legit chance to win. You're not down by 50 or something. So going into Sunday night, um, Jeff Dickman had DK Metcalf going and was within range to win that game. Um, the Sandusky Tickle Monsters had Russell Wilson going, were in range to win that game. And Bob Wiley's boys had DeAndre Hopkins going and were in range to win that game. Unbelievably, none of those three players, none of those three scenarios worked out, and we were all drunk and crying bullshit at about 11.15 on Sunday night. <laughs> I remember that vividly. Absolutely. I, uh, I was there. I was cheering you guys on. And, uh, you know, I was wishing the best for you guys. Look, I want to I take a look a little more at this. Um, the Cat Killers are probably out of the playoffs at 2-5. and five. I think it's too little. It's too late. Uh, but with Matt Ryan getting Julio back, 
I think he's going to – I mean, what is this, the second week in a row that he has thrown for over 300 yards, um, third game this year, and pretty good matchup against the Panthers next week. So uh, Matt Ryan's going to be good going forward. Again, we kind of highlighted Drew Brees when Michael Thomas comes back. Who the hell knows when that's going to be? Thanks a lot, MT. Uh, but he could be good. The best move that the Cat Killers made was going out and trading for Devontae Adams. I think having Devontae and a strong quarterback alone is going to put him in a lot of games. I think he's moving up. Uh, again, not a playoff team, but he's moving up. You look at the Sandusky Tickle Monsters, though, and uh, – mm-hmm. The only thing that's happening here is he's going to be getting his taint tickled um, because <laughs> Russell's a, he's an above average quarterback, but he's going to throw some interceptions. Ezekiel Elliott is who yep. I'm worried about. And the tickle monsters have basically bet their whole season on these two guys. Ezekiel Elliott has exactly. got a seventh round quarterback play in these next two weeks. So he's going to be trash. Assuming Andy Dalton's concussion is he's cleared to play after two weeks. When he comes back, Zeke and the Dallas Cowboys play the Pittsburgh Steelers, the number one rushing defense in the league. Not a good play. The week after that is a bye week. So at the earliest time that you would want to play or have any interest in Zeke would be week 11. By that point, he's going to be in the depth of the toilet bowl competition. So I think if, if we're going to hang an early dun chain, I'd like to do that and hang it on the, the ticklers today. I think that's a, I, I think that's a very fair assessment. Um, usually when you hang a dun chain on, there is some repercussions to that. Are you willing to um, commit to something and, and, you know, sort of stake your name on this call that the ticklers will not make the playoffs or, you know, maybe it won't make the fantasy uh, championship and, and you might have to, uh, you know, do something like, uh, grow a mustache for a month, shave your eyebrow. Are you willing to uh, lose a finger over this? <laughs> Look, I will put my finger on the line <laughs> that the ticklers are not even playing in the championship game this year. Nonetheless, winning it. All right. Um, put my finger on the line. You guys record this screenshot, whatever the hell you want to do, but I'll put my finger on the line that the ticklers are done. All right, you heard it here first. Brack Rooney will cut his finger off if the Sandusky Ticklers make the fantasy championship. I think you're right, though. Um, a horrible bench and just a horrible starting lineup, really, overall. I mean, Julian Edelman, Justin Tucker, Tony Pollard, Miles Gaskin on his bench, that's not a good sign when your starters are putting up 66 points, uh, you know, average number of points per week. And you can always tell one of these loser teams about halfway through the year because they have a backup kicker <laughs> on their bench. That's, that's a very easy sign to point to and say, yep, this team sucks. So I think we've, we've talked enough about that. we got to get going. Uh, let's take a look at the next matchup here. And we have Wham Bam, Thank You Cam versus Run CMC. This one broke my heart, to be honest. Uh, I, I'll let you have the first crack at it, uh, and, and then I'll You I'll are so soft. Um... I know it feels good to talk good about teams that are not good, but I said this last week, Angus is an old wily vet. And I said, he's been at the bottom (laughs) of the shit heap for way too long. And he's finally figured it out. And I said, look at the tape. 
He's going to win this week. He's going to win his division, and he's probably playing for a championship this year. That looks to be true. Um, 85 points is fantastic. Kyler Murray's on fire. Uh, James Conner is a great running back. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Julio, he's stacked everywhere you look. Uh, Again, run CMC. I'm sorry, not really sorry, but, you know, maybe have a plan next time because sometimes guys get hurt and your team looks great on paper draft night and slowly or quickly crumbles away. So I don't have much else to say. The only worry is that Angus is going to be in a little trouble when CMC comes back because he's, he's been laying on Mike Davis all year and Mike Davis is going to be irrelevant at that point. So that'll be interesting, but I like Angus and uh, I'd like to go on record as saying I called this game correctly. True. You absolutely did call this game correctly. I thought run CMC was going to get the victory. You know, I, uh, I said she deserved it for what she did for the league. Um, I also thought she would get uh, a little bit more production out of that receiving core. Not, you know, you can't have a negative 0.3 points from one of your receivers and expect to win. The other thing I will point out, uh, be a little critical of also as a backup kicker um, um, on on her bench, you know, if she just took a quick look at Sandusky's lineup, it'd be a dead giveaway. Hey, I need to do something, you know, whatever he's doing over there, I need to do the opposite. I need to get somebody else on my bench. That might've been the difference maker there. Wham Bam Thank You Cam is a scary, scary team. I would, you know, and I have a matchup coming up uh, against him in a couple weeks. I'm a little bit nervous. I mean, he has his pick of the litter when it comes to quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers. He set up pretty good to, to make a run down the street. I think, you know, in all fairness, you pointed out run CMC's had a, had a receiver in her lineup that scored a negative point. In all fairness, there was one other wide receiver on, that was starting <laughs> this week on another team. Any clue who that is? Chase Claypool. Yeah, interesting. Uh, very interesting. Look, um, I think Sandusky said it himself. He said the the Steelers have too many receivers, and I think he's right about that. Uh, but look, when you have uh, when you have balance like like my team does, you can absorb that type of of loss, uh, especially when you're playing a team that only puts up 34 points. You know, and, and I knew that coming into the week that uh, Midget Pig was, you know, he, l- let's face it, he doesn't have the firepower that he had in weeks one through five. So um, I don't know what he needs to do. Maybe he needs to check his bench, see if he's got any backup kickers in there. Um, but listen, Chase Claypool, yes, negative points, probably means he's up for a big week next week. We'll be just fine. So I want to move on to uh, the Van Bogey versus I Miss Saquon. So we got uh, Horny Jeff versus Boy Band. And I, I, uh, I should be the one cutting off my finger because I said that Justin Herbert was going to regress, and he is not. Justin Herbert, so if people don't remember, on draft night, uh, Van Bogey and Sandusky got into a very heated argument about uh, Justin Herbert. And there were some uh, exchanges made. Neither of them actually paid for their dinner that night, but that's probably for another episode. But uh, in all fairness, Justin Herbert continues to uh, light up the scoreboard, 34 fantasy points, and he needed all of them to beat Horny Jeff for sure. Um, and it looks like his prediction that Justin Herbert uh, was going to be, you know, a top 10 fantasy quarterback. It's pretty much holding true up to this point. Do you want to make any comments on this? Game? Uh, I got to put my hand up on this one. I called on last week. I said, barring a lengthy touchdown run, 
Derrick Henry was going to have about 50 yards. And up until the 10-minute mark in the fourth quarter, I was looking like a genius for making that gut call. And then Henry broke off a 15-yard run, and then they were at the one-yard line, and he scored. Uh, honestly, if you got the number two running back in the league, you're never going to bench him. I'm I'm glad Boyband didn't listen to me, but again, you got to go with your gut. That's what makes fantasy football fun. Um, the other interesting take here has nothing to do with actual performance, really, but. Uh, the guy who calls himself or calls his team Staff Mouth Football did not – he failed to pick up a guy by the name of Giovanni Bernard. Now, I want you guys all, all the listeners, go to your app, find Giovanni Bernard, and look at his picture. <laughs> he has got a thick-ass mustache. How disappointing that a guy with a team name of Staff Mouth uh, Football didn't pick this guy up. So I was very, very close to putting in bids on Giovanni Bernard um, just based off of that mustache alone. I had no idea that Giovanni Bernard looked like that. I, I absolutely had zero clue that he looked like that. I love the name Giovanni with that mustache. That is the perfect fit. I, I hope they keep Joe Mixon out of the lineup. I, I think Giovanni deserves a bigger workload with that stash. I might be making um, a trade to get this guy on my roster if for nothing else, just the support of the team, right? Sometimes you need a catalyst. Sometimes you need a glue guy to keep your roster together. Hand up. I need Giovanni Bernard on my roster. Uh, the one thing I will say, too, I, uh, I said that uh, Horny Jeff should be starting Damian Harris over DeAndre Swift. He chose not to, and he lost the game. And it's as simple as that. Um, you know, the points sometimes don't matter. It's really the message that you're sending your, to your team. Jeff, you know, he loses a close one, you know, nothing out of the ordinary there. And again, I, I did say this would be a very boring game, one that you would forget the score of. It wasn't quite that because it did come down into Sunday night. It was exciting to see um, Horny Jeff, you know, stay up past nine o'clock. He, he's kind of known for going to bed very early. So uh, it was nice to see him stay up. And, you know what also you talked about? Hoping so, Cincinnati keeps Joe Mixon out of the lineup. I hope somebody in the Cincinnati Bengals organization is listening to this podcast. This bears repeating. Uh, any guy with the name of Joe is going to be a real piece of shit and is going to be useless. So Joe Mixon out of the lineup, Bengals. <laughs> keep Gio in. <laughs> hey, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Here we go. So next up, we have your favorite matchup of the week. It's uh, TDs and beer, Military John versus Bob Wiley's boys, Brock Rodney. Tough loss. Very tough loss. This is one of the biggest rivalries in SIFL history. And this is two years in a row now that you've lost a close one. So, again, I'm going to hand this one over to you and let you make a comment. And then I'll I'll say There's no doubt there's nobody I hate more in this league than the guy that goes by the name of Military. (laughs) And last year we had the same thing and he beat me when he had new England, the new England Patriots defense, and they just went off this year. I had the Niners defense who just went off and I thought, here's a perfect flip of roles. Um, I got this in the bag. We're going into Monday night. I'm down like, I don't know, eight or Sunday night. I'm sorry. And I got D hop best wide receiver in the league easily um 
and he catches a touchdown and he's got like, I don't know, 40 or 50 yards at that point. And I said, this is done. This is over. And then this retard fumbles the football. And <laughs> I have never been more irate. That it That is what lost me this game. Yeah. And then <laughs> on top of that, I read an article that says he was in his Ferrari on his way to the stadium for that night's game. And he came across a big crowd of Trump supporters and he drove by. This is very unsafe, by the way. He drove by with not one, but two middle fingers out the window. Very unsafe. <laughs> should not be driving with your knees. Um, look, we're, I don't know if I, uh, I speak yeah. for both of us. We're a pro-Trump podcast. So if anyone wants DeAndre Hopkins, I want him <laughs> off my team because I'm not letting any of these Biden weasels tear down my team. He's really destroying the chemistry in the locker room and I'm not going to have it. Um, Shoot me a trade, guys. On the flip side, I wanted to look at TDs and beer because this guy is known to smack talk, and I'm not going to have any of it. So I just I want to meet that smack talk before it even comes out of his mouth. Now, if you look at the total points scored through seven weeks, he is the second to worst team in the league. The bottom three are the worst is the Cat Killers, then Military, and then the Tank Ticklers. Now, the Tane Ticklers, we went over it. He's going down. Um, the Cat Killers have made some trades. <laughs> Not a playoff team, but I think they're going to move up the standings a little bit. And that leaves you with military right in the middle. Look at his schedule. Um, I think he's going to win one more game, maybe two. So if he wins one more, he's at six wins. He's out of the playoffs. If he manages to squirt out two more wins, maybe he's a wild card team. Maybe he's not. But I think he's done. Uh, I, I think he's a fraud, and I think this was his last win or second to last win of the season. Got it. That's yeah. And uh, is there any ill will towards myself? Because you know, I, I think the the chatter amongst the league was I may have changed the course of SIFL history with my call to start Aaron Rodgers over Josh Allen. Now, military did reach out and say that you know that decision was solely his. He did not take it from the pod in classic military fashion to take credit for something this spot on. He claims that he made this decision all on his own. Um, I got to think that he listened to the pod and he thought, Hey, this guy sounds really, really smart. I'm going to go ahead and start Rogers over Josh Allen. If he starts Josh Allen, you're looking at, you know, a, a 20 point victory, essentially. Is there any a ill will huge amount you? of ill will because this guy they call Military John is not even smart enough to remember to put the H in his name when he writes it. He always <laughs> leaves the H. He's not even smart enough to spell his own name. So he's certainly not smart enough to make a gut call to take <laughs> Josh Allen out and put in Aaron Rodgers. So that's on you. Um, you owe me a couple beers, and I'm a little bit pissed off. We hugged it out yesterday, so uh, I'm glad we're here now and uh, doing this podcast together again. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So then we got our last matchup of the week, which is of course uh, the worst one of all breaking ankles versus magic. Mike, I specifically made the comment that here are two teams that think they are really better than they actually are. And they both go out and uh, put up a ton of points. So breaking ankles puts up 95 magic. Mike puts up 103.5. Uh, I had a gut call or a a semi gut call that magic Mike would go into the weekend down 30 points because Carson Wentz would put up uh, roughly 22 
with three touchdowns. Eagles defense would put up roughly, you know, seven or eight points. Spot on on that call. Great call by me, if I must say. But uh, Magic Mike starts Boston Scott, gets a late touchdown in that same game to go into the weekend, really down, you know, about 20 points. And then, again, halfway through the noon games, this looked like a blowout. Breaking ankles was, uh, I believe, at least 60 points uh, in the lead. And we all know the story. The weasel himself finds a way to will his team to a victory to basically put himself right back in the thick of things within the uh, easy East division. And I really have nothing else to say. Like I I cannot stand being in the same uh, fantasy football league as magic Mike. He is the biggest of weasels. Uh, We all know he uses an app. He says that's overplayed. That's, you know, we overstate it. He uses an app. Um, So Right there, there's one reason to, uh, you know, kind of have some disdain for him. Plus, he has two fantasy uh, championship rings, and he, he felt the need to point it out that this game this past weekend was the only game where you had four championship rings in play. So, Breaking Ankles and Magic Mike each have two rings under the belt. I should have showed them more respect. That's on me. They are as good as they thought they are, and uh, I'm very, very scared going forward. Uh, I think Mike. you pretty much hit everything on the head there. Um, the only thing I would add is that, what a great point that we should have had more respect for a game of four, basically four championship rings in it. Um, one has to wonder if these two guys are using apps, should all of those championships have an asterisk by them? We need to look into that. Um, possibly we get the trophy changed after this season. Right. I think that would make a good t-shirt as well. Um, you know, kind of showing their rings or their championship trophy with the asterisk on it. So something to look forward to, uh, to purchase in the uh, four in the first store that we're about to post uh, here this week. And then uh, the other thing I just wanted to point out is breaking ankles. Um, this is a crushing victory for two reasons. Number one, you put up 95 points. I believe, you know, second or third highest in the league you lose, but then he had James Robinson sitting on his bench with uh, 23 fantasy points Um you know, as opposed to the 10 that he got from Josh Jacobs or Antonio Gibson, that would have been the difference, but stuff like that happens. And, uh, you know, I think breaking ankles is in a very good spot to uh, make a run so here. We, we should note magic. that uh, when we pick last week's games, you finished the week with a record of four and two. And I was flipped that uh, I finished with a record of two and four. Anyone keeping track going forward? That's where we stand right now. Yes, season rankings. We'll have to figure out maybe a punishment or uh, a prize for uh, ourselves for the uh, season long, or I should say half season long, since we started this podcast halfway through the season. So that does it for our roundup. Um, To finish things out for today, we're going to do a little waiver wire wonder. We're going to take a look at the week ahead here. Uh, We got waiver wire uh, pickups coming up on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. That's when uh, the waiver wire pickups go through. So I want to take a look at who is out there. And um, before we do, I do want to point something out. So uh, Magic Mike had 103.5 fantasy points, but he was not actually the highest scoring roster in starting roster um, in the league this past week. Do you know who uh, was? I don't know. I don't think you'll find it, but I want to, I want to rattle off this roster because it was pretty impressive. Baker Mayfield, Jeff Wilson, Carlos Hyde, Harrison Bryant, Scotty Miller, Nelson Aguilar, 
Broncos defense and Tyler Bass. Do you know what that is? That is a list of all players that were available on Sunday morning. You could have picked them all up and you would have finished with 127 fantasy points. So that should make everybody in the league, all the losers this past week, feel really good about themselves. Meanwhile, we have Sandusky sitting there with two kickers. You know, you look at a guy like, hi, my name is Jeff Wilson. Um, San Francisco's running backs are kind of like New England's. Uh, Probably better because San Francisco's a good running team, but you never know which one Shanahan's going to lean most heavily on every week. So I guess this is a good segue into uh, waiver wire segment, but pick up Jeff Wilson on a flyer, especially if you got a bye week and you need him. But, you know, all roads lead to Jarek McKinnon right now. Uh, Shannon said he didn't use McKinnon much because he had such a heavy workload the week before. He wanted to give him some rest. Very frustrating. But um, so I, I would recommend, uh, hi, my name is Jeff Wilson, but don't expect too much out of that guy. Got it. All right. So taking a look ahead at the waiver wire, are there any players that stick out to you? Uh, maybe perfect fits on some of the teams out there. Um, are we expecting some high bids? Some really, players? Normally you get about this point in the season. The only time you have a huge amount of fab going out is when there's a big injury and there's now going to be a new starter. Uh, we really didn't have any of that last week. So I don't know if there's going to be any guys that, you know, you're going out spending 40, 50 fab on. Um, I will say there are, uh, there is at least one team out there with a quarterback on by. And if you got a quarterback on by or you're like skinny Chad and you're a little banged up, you're looking at the quarterbacks and probably the, the top guy uh, that is going to come to the surface is Baker Mayfield after his huge week. So Ewok, I'd, I'd like to hear your take on Baker first before I go. I okay. Baker is the type of guy that you only start when he's playing the Bengals. That's it, plain and simple. Every other matchup that he has looks tough. Uh, I would not. I would take this this win of his with a grain of salt. He did put up a ton of fantasy points. Like I said, I think it was thirty two point eight uh, fantasy points this past week. I would. I would really, really. I totally agree. I, you give him the eyeball test, and you see that guy celebrating after something big happens, and you're like, "This dude is like, he's like Johnny Manziel without the coke, right?" Um, Johnny Manziel looks like he does a little yes. more than coke. I don't think that's true. Um, clearly, he's buying his coke on the street corner um, downtown Cleveland, which. That's going to be some dirty coke because the whole city of Cleveland's just dirty. Um, my grandma always says a, a line <laughs> a day keeps the doctor away. There's some truth to that. But I, I think from the eyeball test, Baker stays away from the coke. He just likes a lot of alcohol. But I, I also, here's a hot take. I think Baker has got some severe issues being addicted to Adderall. Um, I think when he was drafted – uh, he was probably sitting one of the first team meetings mm. and you probably have all had a guy in a meeting wherever you work um, that you look at him from under the table and you just see his leg hopping up and down, you know, really fast. And you're going, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Um, that's what Baker was doing. And yep. so the, the team physicians got together <laughs> like, we got a problem here. So 
they just loaded this guy up with Adderall so he can calm down, he can focus, he can watch game film, he can prepare for the next. But on Sundays, what they do is they pull him off the Adderall. And so he's just like a loose fucking cannon out there. And mm-hmm. your Baker every year is one or two, yeah. maybe three good games like he had last week. Uh, but you don't want to trust an Adderall addict with your fantasy team. Um, good luck picking the two or three good games he's going to have this year. I wouldn't <laughs> go for him. I'm glad you agree with that. Um, I guess if you got a good quarterback, I'd look some look at somebody like Kirk Cousins maybe. He's probably the best that's out there. Uh, three touchdowns, three interceptions last week. Um, points are points. Yeah, right on cue. Points are points, Captain right Kirk. <laughs> um, he basically – Gave you what you expected. Um, that was two weeks ago. Sorry, he was on by last week. That's a bad take, but I meant I would. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, hey, we'll, he's we'll not in the quarterback we'll if I need one this week. I'm going okay. after that's available in that. Listen, we would have been a lot more prepared for today's episode <laughs> if we actually had a producer that did something. And we don't need to get into it, but uh, the. You know, we don't need to say any more about Alex the Cat Killers, you know, um, basically, you know, uh, saying, signing up, signing the contract, and then just walking away. Uh, I thought it was a pretty absurd move by him. But regardless, hey, uh, Kirk didn't play last week. No big deal. You could you could go out and tell 100 people that Kirk Cousins threw three touchdowns and three interceptions this last week. 99 of them would believe you. They wouldn't even know that he was on by. That is, you know, Completely. Kirk Cousins to a T. So, um, and the other thing I just wanted to note on Baker, I wouldn't touch him when he's walking off the field after a touchdown, he looks exactly like Horny <laughs> Jeff when he gets his hands on a cup of Starbucks coffee. They have that same little strut, that same little swagger, uh, you know, just kind of just a little bit snooty. So that's, that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, the one thing I will say is there is a tight end out there that uh, I am eyeing up. And for a couple of different reasons. So number one, Rob Gronkowski leading the team in targets over the last two weeks. He's had a couple of touchdowns and uh, even bigger than that, he's playing on Monday night. You and I have, uh, I would maybe call it the mustache bowl. We have our matchup this week, huge matchup. We love letting it come down to those late night games. Um, I'm looking for a reason to stay up past eight 30. I might go after him. So people listening to this pod, feel free to bid for him. Um, if you really want to take them away from me, but I got my eyes on rock. Ground the only other thing I'm really looking at is something that pops out quickly is horny. Jeff has got scary Terry McLaurin on by this week. Um, you look at his bench and CD lamb. I, maybe if you want to sign him to a contract to keep him, but he's a guy you got to drop at this point, given the quarterback situation, uh, Elshon Jeffrey, horrible offense he's really got nobody to do um to 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 put in there in place of scary terry um i think i said this in private a couple weeks ago but aj green sucks um he's a has-been anybody who picks him (laughs) up is picking up the name only um but when you look at aj green the last two weeks have been pretty damn good for him uh, so I think if you're in a pinch and you want a wide receiver, Jeff, for sure, uh, Jeff, horny Jeff, go pick him yep. up. Uh, anyone who wants to screw with Jeff, bid him up. Um, that's my only wide receiver. The only guy I find of any value out there. 
Okay. Yeah. No, I agree with your overall comments. Uh, you know, it, it should be a, uh, a fairly boring waiver wire Wednesday. Um, maybe not a lot going on, but Hey, maybe there's some trades in the works. Uh, I've been hearing a few rumblings here and there. Um, you know, there's teams that are kind of, Hey, we're, you know, we're at, almost at that. Uh, well, we're past the halfway point of the fantasy season. Uh, teams are kind of, you know, eyeing up a, a playoff run. I expect a few more trades this week uh, as opposed to maybe the waiver wire pickups. So really uh, that's, that's all we have for waiver wire pickups. That's really all we have for this episode. We wanted to review the week that was um, and make sure, you know, we're calling out each of those games, calling out the decisions that were made. And uh, also we introduced our new segment GFY. So, uh, for hey, listeners hey, out there, hey. feel free to drop a comment in the league chat. You promised listeners uh, last week you, you were like unprepared oh, go ahead. for the random life advice segment, and you would come prepared this episode with a piece of advice. So I'm, I'm just wondering what that is. Oh, um, okay. So the one piece of life advice I would offer is uh, never, ever move away from your uh, wife's parents. You'll just end up going uh, driving back every single weekend. You will be driving back on a Sunday, trying to play uh, Red Zone on your phone as you're driving. It's a horrible experience, um, especially when you're in like a heated battle um, within fantasy. Don't ever do that. It's it's not good. So try to live closer to the parents. It's just going to benefit everybody. I, I think uh, the listeners heard what you said, but advice. they they process that as you just saying. Don't get married. I regret this decision. <laughs> Mine is just really quick as hey, we wrap this enough, up. Um, All look, right. This China virus sucks. Um, if, if anybody tells you I can't come to Christmas because I'm I have a, a, I'm, I'm, a I'm immune compromised, or I I can't come to your birthday party because I'm immune compromised, or I can't come over and rub your feet because I'm immune compromised. Get a dinosaur, um, specifically one called a Thrasaurus, and open it up to the immune compromise. And in there, you'll see a synonym, and that synonym is soft. So anyone that tells you, I can't do this, I can't go here because I'm quote-unquote immune compromised, (laughs) they're soft. I am soft. The China virus is killing everything. Um, But I'm excited we have this podcast, and I'm excited we have this football league. Hey, me too. I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to uh, this week. I'm also looking forward to uh, a Thursday pod, getting ready for the weekend. Uh, I love making our predictions. I think we are uh, um, giving the listeners what they want. And I like so, it. Really, I think that's going to do it for today. So I just want to say, hey, thank you to all the listeners. Talk thank to you later, buddy. Support, and uh, we'll see you back on Thursday.